warns us here in Matthew 25 that the church that will fail to appreciate the role of the Holy Spirit, the foolish virgin, the role of the Holy Spirit in her salvation, will not enter. So this is a mission of rescatees, to rescue. Hallelujah. So this is what we didn't have time to do yesterday. We could have done it if we had much time. We could have done an introduction that you may now understand that Trinity is involved. It's so intricate, they have specialized roles. And it says, the, the new birth, the rebirth, the spiritual transformation, the regeneration, and the renewing by the Holy Spirit, those are the roles of the Holy Spirit, whom he said, he poured out richly, generously upon us, meaning he didn't even reserve, he didn't hold back. He was so generous was he, when he poured the Holy Spirit. He didn't hold back. Every Christian can literally receive the Holy Spirit and enter glory and experience this tremendous role of the supreme Holy Spirit, a supreme role. You see, even Jesus, after he finished his work on the cross, he said, no, I'm sending you the Holy Spirit. There is a tremendous work he has to do in you. A transformation to create a new creation. The church that I saw worshipping before the throne of God is a new creation. She's a new creature. She's enjoying the newness of life. If you consider the deplorable, wicked state of sin of man in Mark, in Mark chapter 7, Mark chapter 7, verses 20 down, 21, 22, the, the lewdness, malice, slander, murder, lies, whatever. If you consider the deplorable condition of man, including what you see in Ephesians chapter 4, verses 17 and 19, the darkened heart, the ignorance, separated from God, living for sensuality and immorality. And then you add to the deplorable state of Titus chapter 3, verse 3, that we just read now, envy and all this malice, hatred. If you consider that state, there is no way man can save himself. In that state, he cannot save himself. He has already fallen to sin, and he is now guilty of sin, and is worthy to be judged. He has been condemned. The wages of sin is death. But out of mercy, mercy, pity, mercy does not mean that you are so important God had to save you. It means he pitied you. He said, oh, he will suffer. Let me save them compassion and kindness. Then he saved you. And he said, God said that means it's a complete job. I, the river that flows from the temple in Jerusalem through the Arabah Valley, all the, the Dead Sea, bringing back the thriving, the bustling with life, the fish, the fruit trees, bringing back life to where there was death. That river the life-giving Spirit of God, the Holy Spirit of God, His role in your redemption by God, in God's redemptive plan. And that's why, and for Christ Jesus, you see from verse 1, chapter 1, verse 4, and we have seen Titus 3, verse 6, the Messiah, the Savior, through Jesus Christ, our Savior. Hallelujah. And chapter 2, 13, I read it there. Hallelujah. And so, 
the salvation we behold was so intricately designed in a very powerful way. And the Holy Spirit's work, he has a specialized work in the great salvation we received, in a salvation so great as this one. God designed it in such a powerful way that there was a role when you look at that, that was, when you look at uh, Ezekiel 47, oh, a tremendous role. I know that there will be a river, a physical river there, but I'm talking about the spiritual message of the river he showed me behind the Ark of the Covenant. Through the washing, the Holy Spirit, through the washing, the spiritual transformation of the regeneration and the rebirth and the renewal and the renewing of the Holy Spirit. So, this is the, the entire concept of being born again. And that's why yesterday I took you back to where Jesus, with his own words, the Lord Jesus himself, he said, unless a man be born again, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. And in that John chapter 3, verse 3, if we turn there, then you understand what the Lord was saying. John chapter 3, verse 3. Hallelujah. To expound on this, to open this further, that you may understand what the Lord was saying. John chapter 3, verse 3. We're going to begin from verse 1. We'll take a short break. Five minutes, we're back. Thank you. Praise the Lord, my Lord, the mightiest, mightiest prophet of the Lord. Well, our blessed people, again, we've seen Ephesians chapter 5, verse 26. And then uh, now First Peter, the book of First Peter. The role of the Holy Spirit that we're going to feature tonight. And... Uh, the role of the entire trinity of God. The individual specialized, specialized role of the Holy Spirit. First Peter, blessed people. First Peter chapter 1. Once you are there, First Peter chapter 1, then you can now turn to verse 23. First Peter chapter 1, 23. Once you get there, we can read. Hallelujah. Very powerful time in the history of the church. First Peter chapter 123 says the following. He says, For you have been born again, not of perishable seed, but of imperishable, through the living and enduring word of God, the washing with water through the word of God that the Holy Spirit does. Let me read other versions here. Again, he's talking about the book of First Peter chapter 1. And the Lord is saying that there is an inner work, there is an inner specialized work that God the Holy Spirit does perform in the Christian believer. And that the failure of Christians to submit themselves to this tremendous work of the Holy Spirit is what has caused 
the present day church to be fleshy because it's only through that specialized work that inner working of the Holy Spirit, specialized duty of regeneration, spiritual transformation, rebirth and renewal that you end up with a spiritual being, a born again church, a new creation, the newness of life. So it's a must. What we are talking about is a must. What we are talking about today is a must. The present day church has to go through this. The role of the Holy Spirit is a must. Again, the book of First Peter, blessed people. Right away, First Peter, chapter one. Once I get there, we'll start to read First Peter, chapter one. He says the following in First Peter chapter one. Okay, let me get other versions also because the present day church has not submitted herself. No wonder you have a fleshy church. You don't have the new creation. You don't have the new creation in the house of the Lord because it is this process that gives birth to the new creation, the newness of life we talk about. So, First Peter chapter 1, verse 23, I'm reading now, amplified. First Peter chapter 1, 23, I'm reading, amplified. Now he says the following. For you have been born again, that is, reborn from above. You see that now. Spiritually transformed, renewed, and set apart for his purpose. Not of seed, which is perishable, but from that which is imperishable and immortal, that is, through the living and everlasting word of God. So he's talking about the same procedure, same event, same undertakings of the Holy Spirit in you. But now he brings before that through the word. Through the word. That the Holy Spirit achieves all that through the washing of water, uh, through the word. Through the word. That he uses the word. To do a specialized washing. We've known about the washing by the blood. But now the inner workings of the Holy Spirit. All very central. The most, the, the extremely central. The most important step. For all those who have believed Christ Jesus. Who have faith in Christ Jesus. That this is what gives birth to the new creation. To the newness of life. To the Christian that is spiritual. Again I read it here. Verse 23. For you have been born again, that is, reborn from above. That is why we, went to, we, we are going to go to Nicodemus. He says, you must be born again. Unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. Being born again from above, he says. Reborn from above, spiritually transformed, renewed. 
and set apart for his purpose. Not of seed which is perishable, but from that which is imperishable and immortal. That is, through the living, everlasting word of God. I, the central role the Holy Spirit plays in the redemption of a sinner, in the regeneration of a believer. We are talking about the people that have now received Jesus, then receiving the Holy Spirit, and this is what happens to them. You should always maintain at the back of your mind the prophecy of Matthew 25, that the church that did not embrace the Holy Spirit, he called her the foolish virgin, and did not enter the kingdom of glory. And yet the church that embraced the Holy Spirit, he called them the wise virgin, and they entered the eternal state. So he's talking about regeneration. So when you look at John chapter 3, verse 3, we're going to look at this very big today. Don't worry, I'm going to open it up a bit further for you because we have time tonight. I'm going to get very deep with you on this one. John chapter 3, verse 3. Anyhow, for now, we just read one verse, and then later we'll come and major on it. That you may understand this new rebirth, regeneration. And there are some key items I'm going to raise before you here. We're going to look at expiation, propitiation, regeneration, justification, Glorification. There are a few things. The Lord set out such a, an intricate salvation for the church. A very powerful salvation for the church. He intended to redeem the church totally from very sinful state to the eternal state. Glorification. How far we can get, we'll see. There are some areas I want to bring in here. Because yesterday I mentioned regeneration. And then probably, you know, I threw it out there. And it may be may have been enigmatic. I mean, within within the milieu, the cascade. But now we can go chronological and place each one of those stages and steps that God designed for you in its appropriate place, that you may be of good understanding on this matter of the salvation of the grace. John chapter three, from verse one, it says, "Now there was a Pharisee." Pharisee, that is a sect. There are other sects, the Herodians and so forth. The Pharisee, these ones, they were very legalistic. They majored on the law and the rules. It says, now there was a Pharisee, a man named Nicodemus, who was a member of the Jewish ruling council. That is the Sanhedrin. There are 70 in that council. That means he was very high in Israel. Ruling council. He came to Jesus by night and said, by night, why? Because most likely he did not want, he did not want people to know that he was going to consult. I mean, Israel depends on his counsel. And later you'll understand that he was the teacher, the teacher of Israel. Not among the teachers, one of the teachers. He was the teacher if you read down. Later we'll see that today. And he said, Rabbi, we know that you are a teacher who has come from God. For no one could perform the signs you are doing if God were not with him. So, in other words, he was acknowledging that Jesus has come from heaven. Jesus has come from God Yahweh. He has come from the God of Israel. He has been sent by the God of Israel. 
Look at the response Jesus gives him. Jesus replied, Verily, verily, I say unto you, very truly I tell you, no one can see the kingdom of God unless they are born again. That is the new birth that the Holy Spirit brings to the believer. So you cannot enter the kingdom of God until you have embraced the Holy Spirit of God. And he says, that there is a special role as we saw, a special assignment, a specialized work of the Holy Spirit that only the Holy Spirit does. And that work that he does is an inner work, very much inner. It's invisible in the working, but you see the output in the conduct of the Christian. An internal work he does in the heart and soul and the, and the life of the believer who has received Christ. He begins to work in them. And the failure to experience this working of the Holy Spirit is a tragedy. In fact, that is what you are seeing as the tragedy of the present-day church. Because they are not reflecting in the outward worship, outward practice. They are not reflecting that they are new creation. Because the new creation, the value systems, the values have changed. Everything has changed. The new creation... He's walking differently. He's relating with God. He's, he's a new bird. He's a new creature. He's renewed, regenerated. And that's why most of the present day churches are unregenerated. They are almost fulfilling totally. They're fulfilling the role of the prophecy of the foolish virgins, Matthew 25. So, this special assignment, a specialized work of the Holy Spirit, that only the Holy Spirit does. It is inward. It's invisible. It's internal. But it comes out. And it's assigned to the Holy Spirit. And he begins to work as a Christian believer begin to exercise, to begin to practice their faith in Christ Jesus. A very important step. Very important step in your redemption. And you see, in the book of First, the book of Colossians, Colossians chapter two, we can read one more scripture there. Colossians chapter two. Again, I hear, I hear, I hear, I hear some someone walk open a paper there. I hope the microphone is not open. That that was well discussed today before we can. Colossians chapter two. The book of Colossians chapter 2, verse 12. And he says this, Having been buried with him in baptism, in which you were also raised with him through your faith in the working of God, who raised him from the dead. Baptism is very important. But is this baptism? This is a spiritual event. That is happening. This is a spiritual washing by the Holy Spirit. If it's baptism, then it's a spiritual process that happens that is not seen. Because baptism has a human effort. If it's part of the baptism, then it's an inner working 
The inner dimension of baptism within the spiritual realm, the unseen realm. First Corinthians chapter 6, verse 11. First Corinthians chapter 6, 11, it says the following. First Corinthians 6, 11, it says the following. And it says, And that is what some of you were, but you were washed. You see the washing is talking about. But you were washed. You were sanctified. And you were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord, the Spirit of our God. This role of the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of God, this role that the Holy Spirit plays. He says, and that is what some of you were. In other words, he has mentioned the condition of man, the deplorable state before salvation, before they are born again. But you were washed. You were sanctified. You were justified in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And by the Spirit of God, the Spirit of the Lord. That is what he's referring to. Hallelujah. That the Holy Spirit has a specialized role of washing. Amazing. Washing the believer. After they have believed Christ, there is a process, there is a step that involves the Holy Spirit that requires requires that every Christian go through that step. A very important step, blessed people. The process that forms is called regeneration. We're going to look, I'm going to open it up bigger tonight. The process that forms a new creation in you. The renewing, rebirth, regeneration of the believer. If you go to Hebrews chapter 10, turn with me the book of Hebrews chapter 10, blessed people. On this wonderful Monday evening, hallelujah. And I had a meeting with the senior bishop and the rest of the bishops tonight, but I have to do this first. The book of Hebrews chapter 10, verse 22. And it says, and 23 says, let us draw near to God with a sincere heart and with the full assurance that faith brings, having our hearts sprinkled to cleanse us from a guilty conscience, guilty conscience, and having our bodies washed with pure water. This is the washing he's talking about. And if you go to Ezekiel that we read yesterday, the book of Ezekiel, Ezekiel chapter 36, beautiful, beautiful scripture, Ezekiel 36, what God was promising to do for Israel, verse, we can begin 25, it says, I will sprinkle clean water on you 
and you will be clean. Referring to the role the Holy Spirit will bring. The Lord was talking about baptizing Israel, the entire nation. Yes, he, could, he will baptize the nation. But he, he was talking about a specialized role. There is a spiritual cleaning that the Holy Spirit does. He sprinkles water. The cleaning by the Spirit of God, cleaning the heart of Israel. It's right here. And he's saying, verse 25 again, I'll sprinkle clean water on you, and you'll be clean. I'll cleanse you from your impurities and from your idolatry, from your idols. And I'll give you a new heart and put a new spirit in you. I'll remove from you your heart of stone and give you a new heart of flesh. He's talking about the new creation that will come out of that cleansing process. That that process of cleaning and cleansing by the Holy Spirit will create, inevitably create the new creation now that is now responsive to God, obedient to God, carries the Spirit of God, loves the things of God, obeys God, worships God. There is a role of the Holy Spirit when you see the river trickling down from the temple, from the presence of God. I have seen the river that is flowing behind the ark of the covenant in the throne of God, of Yahweh. It's a big thing. Hallelujah. The Holy Spirit has a role, has a specialized role, has a central role in your Christian salvation. We have heard about the washing of the blood, by the blood. But now look. The washing with water. Of the Holy Spirit for rebirth, spiritual transformation, regeneration, renewal. Then you have the new creation now, the one that has changed character. From the inward comes the outward. Now she hates sin. She loves God. That's why it explains why somebody today can be a drunkard and immoral, running around with women. But when he becomes born again tomorrow, he wakes up singing Jesus, worshiping Jesus. There is a change that happens. There is a big change, a transformation that does take place from the inward. Tomorrow he's throwing the whiskeys and he's burning the pornography magazines. He's setting up the pornography DVDs and he's weeping the whole day. There is a role of the Holy Spirit, a center role in creating the newness of life. And that is what the present day church is missing. That's why her life is still old. And that's why it's very important, blessed people. Like we saw, Jesus talked to Nicodemus about that newness of life, that rebirth. He talked to Nicodemus about that newness of life. He said, most assuredly, I say unto you, unless a man be born again, he cannot see the kingdom of God. That's why in the prophecy of Matthew 25, the foolish virgins don't enter heaven. They cannot. And that's why when Nicodemus, the professor of law, came, this is what he told him. That unless a man be born again, be born of the water and the Holy Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. The washing of regeneration, the washing of cleansing, the deep work and deep washing is an absolute necessity in the life of the Christian. The regeneration, the rebirth, 
being born again comes out of that process. That regeneration is what really defines born again. Born again. Jesus said, unless a man be born again, regenerated, a new creation come out of him, the working of the Holy Spirit, he cannot see the kingdom of God. It's a specialized work of the Holy Spirit. Special duty. And that is the process that gives the Christian believer a new spiritual life. A newness of life, the new creation, the new life, born again life. This generation is that. They need to understand and have knowledge, blessed people, of this special work that the Holy Spirit, the role he has to play specialized in their life and embrace him and receive him. It's very, very key. For your proper salvation. It's very, very central to the church and for our testimony in the world that she may be a new creation. The church may be the light of the world. This is absolutely central. It is what will help the church to live better our salvation, to appreciate our salvation better, to experience the newness of life. And so, the Holy Spirit is very powerful. He convicts them. He guides you, He teaches you. He reveals things to you, empowers you as you walk. He guarantees, in the book of Ephesians, which we attend, He guarantees your eternity as a deposit. He preserves your holiness in this dark world. But now, we have seen where the genesis is, that you must allow him to do an inner deep work of cleansing you with water, spiritual water. It's not physical water of baptism. It's a spiritual water, a deeper work he does in the unseen realm. It's not by human effort, come, I deep you, I remove you. No. We cannot touch the glory of God. When we come back after a short break, I'll try to handle some few areas here. Expiation, propitiation, regeneration itself, justification, glorification. Let's see how far we can go. The Lord bless you. Thank you.